Welcome back to another episode of Self-Care and Chill with Maui, everybody's favorite relationship podcast, y'all. I don't want to toot my own horn, but if the horn is there and it needs a little tooting, then you already know I'm going to do the job. Like, <laughs> a little bit of what's been going on. I missed y'all, first and foremost. I know y'all is probably tired of my ass, but that's my son coughing a little bit in the background. Um, I know y'all tired of me. But my tour is officially almost done. We just did Boston. I have Pittsburgh and Philadelphia left. And then I have a few other cities that I'm adding, like Houston, Miami, Chicago, um, New Orleans, Texas. I just said Houston. A few other cities I'm going to add. But that's been taking up a lot of my time. I've been like really emotionally drained, really tired. I've been staying in every city for one day and coming right back to take my kids to school and do what I need to do with my family. And it's just been a lot on me. And then after the Boston show, it's nothing more that I wanted to do than just relax and unwind. Like I needed to recharge so much from just being exhausted and overwhelmed. And I want to make sure that I'm I'm constantly showing up in my fullest capacity. And when I don't feel like I can show up in that way, that I'm giving myself grace and I'm giving myself the space to relax, to unwind, to do whatever it is that I need to do for me. Whether that's laying in the bed, whether that's getting some rest, whether that's freaking taking myself out to eat, <laughs> journaling, I don't know what it is, hanging out with my friends, going to see my grandma, allowing myself the space to do what I need to do to show up for myself and not feeling guilty about it. A lot of us work so hard and we do so much that when we finally decide to show up for ourselves, or we finally decide to say, you know what, I'm not doing nothing today. We feel guilty and we feel like we need to find something to do. I don't need to find nothing to do. I'm doing exactly what I need to do right now. Nothing. Laying here, relaxing, chilling. But other than that, my son is good. Engaged life is cool. <laughs> my baby, can you, I believe my baby is already one. She turned one in March and she she around this house walking. Like, she's walking, she's eating everything that she sees other people eat. I can't afford to feed the girl, okay? I feel like time went so fast from when I told y'all that I was pregnant. And now she's one, she's walking around, she's chasing her brother around. She's trying to freaking take the food out the dog bowl every day. She's walking around yelling at the dog, ah, 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 And I'm like, damn, that's the, you know, you know all the dog, dog do is stress me out. She's saying ah, ah, to the dog because she literally hears me say that all day long. So, just pray for the girl, okay? Because the girl act like her mom walking around here bossing everybody around. Other than that, what else been going on with me? My man graduated from college two weeks ago. That was that made me so proud. I was so proud of him. Um, he started a new career. Other than that, life has been what it was. Um, I've been cont- it's been what it is and been what it is going to be. I've been consistently still trying to just always walk in love. Anybody listening? Just, I know it's a hard a hard task sometimes when you're trying to walk in love to continuously like just be at a place in your life where you are attracting what you put out, especially when people be trying you or you got a job that you can't stand and people just be playing with you or testing your patience. Just breathe and forgive them for what they do not know. Just breathe. I'm I'm deciding, I I see some people like when they talk about living a soft life and being a soft girl, a part of that is me deciding that I'm not arguing with you no more. 
I'm not reacting to things. Listen, I'm not allowing people to bring me to a space that I've already leveled up from. I'm not allowing people to take me back to who I used to be. You have me fucked up. You know you have me fucked up, and I'm not going to respond. That's it. I mean, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to ignore you. I'm not or arguing my baby dad. I'm not arguing people that constantly, like, have a different viewpoint than me, and they refuse to see things my way. No, I'm ignoring you. Another thing is I'm allowing myself space to outgrow certain people. I lost a really close friend this year. Um, and not because they passed away, but because I don't mess with them no more. And it's okay. I release you with love. The relationship, clearly you don't feel like it's beneficial or is helping you in any way. So I, I release you with love and I hope that you find what you're looking for. I'm not at a place in my life where I'm going to play these little games with people. I'm not holding on to history because we knew each other for a long time. Because it's some people that hold on to things that you done done. It's some people that got secret animosity towards you. It's some people that have been feeling this type of way. It's some people around you right now and they're really not good friends, but they fucking with you just in case. They fucking with you out of convenience because you a nice person. It's some people that don't believe in their own light and they're around you for yours. And this is your season for, listen, this is the season where uh -uh, I'm not playing this no more. You know who around you that's really not your friends. You know who around you who's a secret hater. You know who is around you who shows up for all of the other friends, but when it comes to you, they don't even carry it like that for you. I'm not walking into the rest of the year or any other year playing that kind of game. I played that game for a long time trying to make excuses for people and their behavior and why they act a certain way and holding on to history and the things that we've been through together. No, nope, I release you with love. I release you with love. And may your life be blessed without me and that's fine so what we talking about today is i'm tired of being hurt that's really kind of the topic for today after i was thinking about what the topic should be and what i wanted to talk about um it's a beautiful world okay it's a beautiful world and it's a lot of people out here that love it's a lot of people that's caring it's a lot of people that's great friends it's a lot of people who have no problem with reciprocating with being selfless who are empathetic and I would hate for you not to be able to get to experience the good parts of the world because of the things that people have done to you and you've closed yourself off. And I've been thinking about this for a while because right now I'm at a place where I feel like I'm so loved by people. And if there's anybody that can't feel the love, you are loved. And it's not about quantity of how many people love you. It's about the quality of the type of love I receive. And if I'm not receiving it the way I need to, I can communicate that. If people, if I want people to love me the way I need to be loved, I can communicate that because I know the people who love me listen. The people who love me want to show up for me the way that I need them to. And it serves me no justice by bottling things in. It serves me no justice by not speaking on how I feel. That's something that I learned out of survival. I do not have to protect myself right now from the people that I love. So when I was thinking about being hurt, and thinking about this, it's so many times in my life where <laughs> I've put my trust or my love or my friendship into people that was completely undeserving of it. Completely undeserving of it. It's so many times where I put so much control in the hands of people that ain't have no business being around me in the first place. And if I would allow my experience with them to make me cold or to change the way that I love 
or to change the ways that I want to show up in the world, I would be regretting it right now. But I know that sometimes it's so hard to not remember the things that people have done. It's so hard to say, you know what, that was a learning experience. Or what did I learn from that situation? We're not thinking about those type of things. When you look back and you hear people say, oh, well, you learned something. Do you think I'm learning about thinking about what I learned when I just got my goddamn heart broke? I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> I'm thinking about how this person had me fucked up. I'm thinking how I'm thinking about how embarrassed I feel. I'm thinking about, about how much I gave to a person. They gave me their ass to kiss. I'm not thinking about the lessons that I learned. I'm not trying. I'm not thinking about that. And then a lot of times we get out of these relationships and these friendships, and it's so hard for us to go into something else. Because we are so traumatized and afraid that it'll happen again. And we want to protect ourselves so bad from history repeating itself. That we put this wall up and we say, uh-uh. I'm not never letting nobody play with me how they played with me that time. I'm not never allowing somebody to take advantage of me again. I'm not going to never allow myself to be a doormat or be somebody's punching bag. But when we put up this wall, you see what I'm saying? When we put up this wall to protect ourselves from being hurt or for not allowing ourselves to be in a space that we was again when we've been taken advantage of or walked over, we don't realize that this wall that we put up is not a filter. It's not going to block out the bad people, but let the good people in. When we put this wall up, everybody get blocked up. It's not a filter. And I would hate the experience for you to Allow the experience that happened into your life be the reason why you become closed off to love because you are so afraid that history will repeat itself and that you will end up hurt again. You are not starting over from scratch. You are starting over from experience. I don't have to be afraid. I'm walking around with so much wisdom from the things that I learned. History can't repeat itself. I'm a different person. The more that I grow, the more that I learn about who I am, the more that I pour into myself, I'm attracting different. I'm in different spaces with different types of people. Whoever I was at that moment that thought it was okay for me to be treated like that, I am no longer that person. Let me tell you, every day is a day for you to decide that you want better. And sometimes people feel like because I've been settling for so long and I've allowed somebody to treat me so wrong for a long time, or I've never had boundaries, or I've always been this pushover friend. Sometimes people feel that I can't start over. This has been who I, who I am for so long. If you wake up tomorrow, or if you listen to this podcast, and then two hours later, you decide that I want better for myself, it is all right for you to change the price, okay? It is all right for you to say, I'm not settling or tolerating the things that I tolerated before. And when we listen, it's so many times, and I I know I've said this on podcasts before, A lot of the times, the love that I had for myself, listen, I don't know whether it exists or not, or if I ain't tap into it, but the person I was laying next to many times was a reflection of how I felt about myself. There's no way that I love me the way I'm supposed to, and I'm laying next to a person that treat me like this or talk to me like this. There's no way that I care about myself and my emotions and my spirit when I'm constantly laying next to a person that messes up all that stuff. 
And it'd be so hard to detach from these people. It'd be so hard to just come into your own and just try to love yourself and focus on what makes you happy. It's so terrifying when all that you know is how to give love to other people. It's so it's so scary to try to show up for yourself and love yourself when the only thing that you know is how to love other people and how to give other people part to you. When I first went on my journey of loving myself and trying to just show up for me, I didn't like who I was because I didn't know how to make her happy. What do I do for her? My whole identity was rooted in showing up for other people. What do I like to do? What do I love without being associated with anybody else? What makes me feel alive? What makes me feel good? What makes me feel whole? What is it that that's my thing? If you told me what your thing was, I know how to make other people happy. If you mention something, then I'll do it for you. If you mention something for your birthday, I can't wait to just show you how much I listen because people who love you, they listen. Never loving myself enough to even realize that, damn, I don't even get reciprocated. This person doesn't even reciprocate for me. They don't really listen to me. They just show up for whatever they deem, whatever they think is fitting. And then sometimes we feel like, well, this is better than not getting anything at all. No. No, 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 no. I deserve and you deserve to be loved at the same capacity that I love other people. This is your season to express your standards. If you're walking in a season where, listen, I've been hurt. I've settled. I've tolerated some things that I ain't have no business indulging in. I've overstayed my welcome in places I was not supposed to be. This is your season to express your standards. I know a lot of times people feel like I don't want to run somebody off or I don't want to seem like I'm asking for too much. A person who loves you wants to show up for you. A person who is interested in pursuing you, they want to do these things. They want reciprocation too. Don't ever forget that when I want to be dated and I want to be courted and I want a person to be interested in me, I'm never forgetting that they also want to feel those things too. So if I'm interested in you also, it's my job to reciprocate. I want to show up for you and love you in the ways that you need to be loved. I, I want myself. I want you. I want when it comes to friendships, when it comes to romantic partners, for you to experience the depth of being loved by a person who has no limits. Everybody is walking around with these limitations because they are so afraid of being hurt. They stay so afraid of being embarrassed or being let down. It's no need to be afraid when I'm at a place where I can make better decisions and better choices and I can take things slow. The slower that we take things, we allow things to unfold and happen naturally. <laughs> I ain't going to say not have sex because you already know how I feel about that. <laughs> y'all wait as long as y'all can when it comes to that because once the emotions get intertwined, once you throw some feelings up in there and the sexual chemistry gets to, mm -mm, you know, I don't like that. Things become real complicated when you throw a little, throw a little foreplay and vagina up in the mix. Things become real, the lines become real blurred. And as much as y'all say, oh, I don't want y'all to have sex. It's not that, it's not that I don't understand what it's like to be sexually liberated. It's not that I have a problem with sex. My problem is people having sex so fast that they're allowing the sexual chemistry to blur Things that are right in front of their face. You have sex and you like it. 
and you decide that because it's so good and it's so intense, I'm going to ignore every red flag. Or I'm going to ignore the fact that this person is not consistent. Or this person doesn't take me anywhere. Or this person doesn't romance me. All because of how much I enjoy the sex. I'm excusing so many different behaviors. Whereas though if I take things slow and I allow things to just happen naturally, I can see how how consistent this person want to be. Effort is a reflection of interest. I can see how interested they is, they are in me. Why would I even want to give you something that you did not earn or that you did not deserve? Why would I want to give you one of the most intimate parts of me just for a good time? If you want to have a good time and that's where you're at in your life, cool. But if you are at a place in your life where you want to build something, why am I playing this game? I'm not telling you what I, what to do, though. I'm telling you what I would do. And that's the difference. Okay, that's too much of a risky game for me. I'm a wait. I want to get to know people. I want to see if they really like me. I'm not here to be wasting time. Just no, I don't want to have to kiss 25 frogs for me to be like, all right, this the frog. No, I don't want to kiss none of y'all. Well, I kiss my man, but that don't count. Even my man, I had my man wait. And I like the fact that when I told him that I was on my celibate journey, like it didn't really seem to face him. He didn't really care. He was never inappropriate or over flirty with me. He was super chill. And then when we went to the next level, that's when I realized, okay, this man is touchy feely. He always wanted to be up under me. He's super affectionate. And I realized that he was respecting my boundaries in the beginning by not doing these things, especially when it's really his love language. Physical touch is that man's love language. Okay. I will lay my man right on my ch- on my chest and rub his beard and rub his hair. He was listen. If looks could kill, the other night <laughs> he laid on my chest, right? And it feels good when I'm scratching somebody's hair, but in the opposite direction, like when the hair is under my nails. Girl or boy or whoever listening, the way he looked at me because I was rubbing his hair in the opposite direction of his waves. He looked at me like, please do not fuck around with me in my waves right now. I said, well, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad, my bad, my bad. I fucked up. Play as fuck, play as fuck up too sometimes. <laughs> play as fuck up too sometimes. Looks could kill y'all. But let me tell you, like, this is just my idea. And if you listen, if you if you read my, my ebook that I have on my website cause, called A Love Story, I'm talking about my, my top advice when it comes to qualities, when it comes to dating, when it comes to all of these different things, I'm telling you all of the top things that happen when it comes to dating. Dating properly, the experience that you learn, I'm giving you the game for all of these different things. So, if you haven't read it, it's only like $12 or something. Look into it. But like I said, I would hate for you to close yourself off to the world because of things that have happened in your past. This is your season to be honest with yourself. This is your season to go get what you deserve. And I know it might be scary sometimes, but this is your season and don't be afraid. So right now I'm going to go on Instagram live. I'm going to take some questions. And just see what they're talking about so I can give them a little peek of what we've been talking about here. And I love that for us. And I know that it's a, hey, everybody. So I know that a lot of people have been asking for a new podcast episode. So I'm dropping a new 
podcast today and y'all can just be here while I'm recording it or you can send a question to the question box below so that I can answer it on here for y'all whatever it is that you prefer to do but the moral of this story today is this is your season to express your standards this is the season for you to express your needs in a relationship this is the season for you to not give people chance after chance when they show you that I'm not that interested or I'm not that willing to put in effort. Effort is the big reflection of interest. If a person is interested, they're going to go the extra mile. They're going to do what it takes to show up for you. People who love you, they listen. They have no problem with showing up for you. They have no problem with taking care of you. And it's so important for you to express your needs and what you want in the beginning so the people who are not supposed to be there don't begin to benefit from you and the things that you're willing to do. There's so many times where I would be afraid to express my boundaries and expect my need, express my needs because I didn't want to run nobody off. I didn't want to turn him off. I didn't want him to not like me. I was super grateful that he was paying me attention. This man is showing up empty-handed every day. This man is not a flower, not a date night. You just texting me what you're doing every single day, and I'm allowing a person in my space. Oh, how was your day? Did you eat breakfast? Are you hungry? Listen. I'm giving people parts of me that they did not deserve, that they do, that they did not earn because I feel like having a piece of somebody or having a part of them is better than me not having anything. It's so many times where I'm just attracting a lot of people and then I'm choosing what feels familiar. I'm talking to people and dating people that have no business in being, my, being in my presence. Like, we're not even on the same level emotionally. You ever grow so much as a person emotionally and spiritually, and I'm with a person that we don't, we don't even communicate the same. We don't even view life the same. I'm trying to get you to see things from my way, and we don't even speak the same language when it comes to how we view the world. I'm over here learning so many different things about myself. I'm growing, and I'm evolving, and you're just sitting here on the video game ignoring me. Don't let you get a... Don't let you get to a place in your life where you go into therapy and a person that you're in a relationship with is so against it that you go back to the relationship and you try and bring him things that you learned. Well, today in therapy, you know, I learned about this and we was talking about community. They don't care. Just like so many people on social media that are, that are so shallow and they talk about dating somebody on your financial level or dating a person with six figures. It is so important for you to date somebody on your same emotional and spiritual level. We speak the same language. I'm not yelling at you when we are, when we talking or disagreeing because I don't want to yell at the person that I love. And it's that simple. I don't want to talk to you like that because I love you. If I tell you about yourself, I'm getting cursed out. Okay. I'm getting cursed out because you feel like this is an attack on your character when I'm just voicing my needs. And please understand if I'm telling you. I know that my delivery is super, super important when it comes to expressing my needs and the things that I want. But if I'm telling you the way that I need to be loved or I'm telling you how you have hurt me or disappointed me, this is because I love you. I care about you and I want these things from you. I can I can leave you. OK, you can leave me. We can go in our both. We can both go in different directions. But the reason why I'm telling you this is because I want these things from you and I love you. That's why that's why I get on your nerves, because I love you. And that'll make you say that a person's willingness to work and change and just listen to what you're saying 
without their ego being involved or their character feeling like it's being attacked. You are able to see how much a person really cares about you when, th when, when you tell them what's bothering you and they decide to work on these things. Or you, or, and it's not even about understanding me because you might not even understand where I'm coming from and that's cool. I don't really understand where you're coming from, but if you're telling me this is hurting you or this bothers you, I can fix it regardless. I might not understand where you're coming from or what you're even talking about or why this bothers you, but I love you. And that's all that really matters in this equation is that I love you and the person that I love, I don't want them to feel this way. So, okay. As long as it doesn't compromise my morals or it's trying to change me and who I am as a person, I can literally change it. It's okay. A lot of the times we will argue with men <laughs> about the simplest things, right? And because they think that they are not in control, we will be arguing about this forever. And he will, ne he will never think that I can, I can just stop doing it. I can literally just either just stop doing it and I won't be arguing with her no more. <laughs> I can talk about this with her. But if we arguing about the same thing, it makes me feel like you don't give a fuck about me. It makes me feel like you don't hear me. You don't see me. You don't value what I have to say. You're not afraid to lose me. You don't. Why do I got to keep saying the same thing? I've already expressed it bothers me. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me sad. It's hurting me. Whatever capacity, whatever it is the person is doing. Why do I have to continuously express to you that something is bothering me? Why do I got to keep telling you to stop texting this person or dropping hard eyes? Whatever it is that's bothering you in your relationship or makes you uncomfortable. Why do I got to continuously express this to you? The moment that my partner says something bo that something bothers them, that's it. This not for, if my man tells me something is bothering him, this is not about to turn into a discussion. It's not about to turn into a four-page essay. It bothers you, okay, I'm going to fix it. That's it. I'm not going back and forth about anything. I love you. I'm a whole space for you to express how you feel. And I'm going to hope that it is something I can work on or something that I can fix for you. But going back and forth, I'm not doing this. I'm not in the business of arguing about the same things over and over. I love you, so I listen. I want to show up for you, and I always want to hold space for you to be able to express how you feel. And not, oh my gosh. I don't want you to ever feel like the person that, that you love doesn't listen. And you feel like, why did I even bring this up in the first place? Or I'm so mad that I even, I'm even talking about this with her. Or she's never going to understand it. So many times where I've brought, brought something up in a relationship... And I've sat there and cried because the person that I care about so much has no interest in trying to understand me. Or they flipped it so much and it's hurting me so much that I brought it up that I felt like I was the problem. I'm coming to you with a problem that I'm having with you and I leave feeling like I'm the problem. I leave feeling like I'm the one that's always starting something. I'm always nitpicking. I'm, I'm, I'm super emotional. I'm always overreacting. I... Come to you, the person I love, the person that's supposed to be my protector. I come to you with something that's bothering me and I leave feeling like I'm the problem because you don't know how to handle confrontation and you don't communicate well. When you talk, when you communicating with a person that you love, this is not a, we are on the same team. We are on the same team. And if one of the one of us are is hurting or one of us is unhappy, the team is not winning. So to sit there and argue with your teammate 
about who did what or who's right or when you did, I didn't say nothing when you did to just turn this into tit for tat to go back and forth with a person that's on the same team as me. If you're not happy, I can't be happy because you don't even want to make me happy. And this is so crazy to me when people are in relationships and a person says to them, oh, I'm not happy. And the other person will be like, how are you not happy? I'm happy. Where are you getting your happiness from? Because I can't even, I can feel like energy is transferable. I can feel when my per- my partner is not happy or they're unsatisfied. So where the hell are you getting your happiness from? Because I ain't been happy in months. <laughs> so either you're living in a world of bliss and you don't pay me no mind. You getting your happiness from somewhere else. Or you just cool continuously to continuously rip, reaping the benefits of what I bring to this relationship. And you don't even, you didn't even realize that I'm not happy. Happy and I'm, how you? How the hell are you happy and I ain't happy? I ain't been happy since last December, and you talking about oh I'm I'm happy and I'm in love and I'm trying to figure it out. What is going on here? Okay, somebody is lying. Somebody is being dishonest. You can feel it like you can walk in the house and feel like and say to your partner like something bothering you. What's wrong? What's the matter? And they didn't say two words because you can feel the energy. I can walk in a room and feel like what's what happened to you today. I can feel stink energy. I could walk in and feel it stinking in here. You funky, you funky in it up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. You can subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, guys, or you can download it on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or Anchor. Self Care and Chill with Maui. The podcast isn't new, y'all. I just don't never talk about it on here because we got so many listeners already and people that know, but the podcast is turning two years old soon. Thank you. But there's so many times where a lot of us have been in places that we do not belong being in and we overstay our welcome. We think that our love can change people. We think that we can love people into loving us. And at times where I was not being loved the way I was meant to be loved, I thought that if I loved you more or if I loved you harder, it would rub off on you. And you would start loving me in the way that I desire to be loved. At my lowest points, this made sense to me. This made sense. If I love him, if I, if I give him more of what he already does not appreciate, maybe he will see me. Maybe he'll start appreci- appreciating it. What? How does that even make sense? I, I allow space for that person to take advantage of me even more. There's so many people can never use anything if I did not give them things to use. When I'm giving people more of what they already don't appreciate or what they already mishandling, I make space for them to continue to use me some more. That's it. How do you feel about breaks? Sometimes if you know, listen, you have to know your partner. And we talked about this on a podcast before about how I feel about breaks, but I know my partner. When it comes to me and my relationship, I believe in breaks. I think breaks are okay. And people say, oh, I don't believe in breaks. We're not married. We can take a break. Like, let's get in, let's get into the reality of acting like boyfriend and girlfriend. People are so okay with acting like married couples in the boyfriend and girlfriend phase. They don't want to do no boyfriend and girlfriend stuff. If I want to take a break and I'm your girlfriend, I can do that. I'm not your wife. I'm not your wife. If I want to take a break for myself or trying to figure things out, that is literally okay. People say, oh, if we take a break, then we breaking up. Okay. 
That's fine because you're secure with what you bring to the table and you feel like if I take a break, I'm out here doing something sneaky. That's why I say it depends on you and your partner. I know if my partner want to take a break, it's a mental health break. If I want to take a break, we both aren't cheaters. We both aren't sneaky. If we take breaks, it's going to be a break for whatever I told you the break is about. And when I've, take, when I've taken breaks, we have come back in a clear mind. It, of course, the breaks aren't that long. They'd be like four days, five days. But we have been able to come back and communicate differently, to hear each other better, to understand you a little bit more, to figure out what it is that I want to do. Sometimes it gets hard with trying to balance being in a relationship and doing different things in your life, whether you are in college, whether you are working all day, whether you are a parent, showing up for yourself, showing up for a partner. Sometimes you need a break. And the idea that I have to be in a relationship and show up for you and try to figure all these things out in my life is very selfish. For you to tell me I can't take a break when this isn't about you. This is about me and how I feel and what I'm going through. And me not having the capacity to even show up for you. So if you're okay with me me showing up in this relationship with whatever I got at the time, I don't got shit for you. And that's the reality of it. The reality of it is I don't have shit for you right now. This, this relationship is taken up. I can't show up for you the way you need me to. I'm a mom. I'm in school. I'm working. I'm doing all these different things. I got to show up for myself. I'm showing up for you. I'm doing my best. I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I'm drowning. And I want to be able to take something off the list. I can't take the job off because that pays the bills. I can't not show up for my kids. I can't not show up for myself. Maybe I could just take a little break from my relationship to really try to figure out how can I balance things better or show up for myself a little differently to show up for you. The idea that I can't do that because of how it makes you feel, that's cool. Let me go. You can't just take a couple days to yourself instead. This is the thing about it. But it's not just you in a relationship though. It's me and it's crazy because we love in such a possessive way. <clears throat> it's not just me in a relationship, but certain things are for me to deal with my on my own. And I'm considering you by saying I need to take a break. That's how I'm considering you. But so, some people are so possessive with how they love. You would rather stay in this relationship with me and not take a break. And be okay with showing that, be okay with knowing that you're getting less than what you deserve here. Because I don't have the capacity to show up for you. Because some people are so worried about what you're going to be doing on the break. People are never thinking that you might be depressed. <laughs> that you literally might be on the verge of going freaking crazy. People are never thinking about when, it, when you, when it comes to your mental health. They hear about what happens on a break. And they, they mind start wondering. No. Love is freedom and the more freedom that you give me to be myself, the more I will gravitate towards you anyway. When people feel confined, when people feel like you're my parole officer, that's when they're craving and desire and freedom to do stuff that they're not supposed to do. I don't have to be sneaky when it comes to you. You already allow me space to be myself. You already allow me to, the space to show up as my authentic self and show up as who I am. I don't have to sneak around and lie to you and pretend to make up a break where there's been times where I've been in relationships, but that's why I said, you got to know your partner. I've been in relationships where guess what? That's why he taking a break. <laughs> I know exactly why he taking a break, <laughs> but I ain't have no business being with a person that would do that to me. That person would take breaks all the time. You don't think that the values your partner's worth are creating an insecure that they can't make you happy. I have things that I am dealing with in myself. 
you can't make me happy. This is not for you. When you are a fixer, you will look at it that way, that I can't make you happy. There's certain things that you, you will never make me happy if I can't make myself happy. I don't even want you to carry the weight of that job. I need to be able to show up for myself. This has nothing to do with you. Me and my break has nothing to do with you at all. It has everything to do with me and how I want to show up for the world and how I want to love and take care of the people around me. I never said that you don't make me happy. I think that sometimes when a person wants a break, they think, what did I, what did I do? What could I have done differently? Like, why do you want to take a break from me? It's not about you at all. It's about me and how I feel and how I'm showing up in this world. And the fact that I don't have enough to show up for me right now. And I have the responsibility to show up for you. Your happiness isn't your partner's responsibility. However, they should add to your happiness 100%. You should be able to make me happier on top of how happy I make myself. And I'm telling you right now, when I need a break in a relationship, that I'm not happy. So I have no capacity to make you happy. And that's the sad part about it is people will be in relationships with a person that need a break or want a break. And I, you know that I don't have the capacity to make you happy and you stay with me. And you trying to love me through my depression and you trying to love me through all these different things <clears throat> that it's not for you to do for me. It's for you to, you can support me through my journey, but this is not your responsibility to be trying to take on things that is not yours to carry. If you want to take a break, if y'all are a boyfriend and girlfriend and you want to take a break and you need a break, that is your business. If you take a break and you decide that, you know, I don't want to be in a relationship right now, that's your business and that is okay. I don't have the capacity. Like I said, we are very possessive and very controlling with how we love and how we engage in relationships. We are so afraid to lose people. We are so afraid of the outcome of things that we don't allow people to make. I want you to do what you would rather do, not what you feel like you was forced to do or what you did out of guilt. There's been times where I've taken a break in relationships. I can't even figure out what I want to do on my break because I'm dealing with somebody that's constantly texting me. Just checking on you. No, you're just clocking me and seeing what I'm doing. What are you doing? So you're just chilling on your break? Yes, I'm just laying here looking at the ceiling. It's not nothing I'm doing. We don't realize like how overwhelming we can become. And it's not because our partner has done anything, but because what we've experienced in the past is making us this way. I'm so afraid what people are doing when they're not around me. Listen, is it, we, is it possible that one actions can cause you to want to break? Is it possible that a person's action could cause you to want to break? I'm speaking for myself when it comes to me wanting a break and my partner. When they wanted a break in the beginning of our relationship, they took like two breaks. They had just got a leg injury. They could barely walk. They're in a relationship with a person that overly communicates. They're in a relationship with me. So I don't even know if you could really comprehend what it's like to be with me. But when I say we talk things out, we talk, talk. We might be talking something out for two hours. Okay. Ain't nobody going to sleep in here. And I'm not going to sleep, man. You're dealing with a leg injury. You're dealing with, you're dealing with not being able to do what you love every day because of your leg. Because you can't even walk. And you have been playing basketball your whole life. You're in a relationship with a person that's overly communicating at times where you don't feel like hearing this. I know he ain't feel like hearing that shit sometimes. And here she go, want to talk again? Like, I understood why he wanted to take them into health break. Okay? And what happens if you don't want to come back from a break? Then I don't want to come back from a break. <laughs> then that wasn't my person. 
Do you consider a break as getting yourself together or trying to find somebody else? I consider it as trying to get myself together, but that's me and what I do on breaks. You know your partner better than anybody else. If you feel like that's something your partner would do, then you know your partner. What if you tell him what the problem is and then they do it once a month? But I already told him how I feel about him doing it and now I want to type out how I want to, it to just end. It depends, like I said, when you're asking a person for something, is it because, is it compromising my morals? Is it completely changing who I am? Is it an easy fix? Do you feel like if this person stops doing it, then I'm going against who they are as a person and I'm forcing them, forcing them to do something or do you feel like it's an easy fix? Somebody said, when you take a break, sometimes you need the silence of your own thoughts. And I completely agree. Sometimes that's all you want is a little peace and quiet and not the expectations of how, having to show up or do anything. Or the obligation of having to an answer or a respond. Sometimes we want silence. What happens if you meet a guy and you've seen him twice since January? Then he's wasting your time. We know this. Effort is a reflection of interest. If you're talking to anybody right now and they barely text you, they have never tried to see you, they've never initiated a date, free yourself from the bare minimum. Free yourself from the bare minimum, please. If you with a person that doesn't do anything but text you what you're doing or try to come over to your house, or try to, tries to reap the benefits of everything that you bring to the table, please free yourself from the bare minimum. There's no way that I meet somebody that I'm attracted to and I don't formulate a plot on how to, how to see her. How can I see her? You know what? I'm going to ask her if she want to go get coffee this weekend. Now, if I'm only here to waste your time, it's neither here nor there if I see you. Or I know that I can tell that you're interested in me so much, which a lot of people do. I can tell that you're very interested in me by the conversation that you had, by the questions that you asked me about myself. And what I'm going to do with, with this situation is I'm never going to ask to take you out. But because I know that you really want to see me, I'm going to wait until you lower your standards so much that you invite me over your house. You're inviting me over your house and we've never hung out in any other form besides just texting. Because you really like me. You want to, That's what a lot of men would do. Y'all first date be in your living room. I'm not allowing nobody in my sanctuary, in my place of peace, in my home where I raise my children. I don't care if it's my weekend without my kids. If you want to see me, you know how you get to see me. You plan something. You plan a way to see me. And it does not have to be expensive. It can be coffee. It could be a walk in the park. It could be the gym together. It could be anything. It could be Barnes & Noble. It could be Starbucks. But I'm not going to allow a person's first interaction with me one-on-one -on -one, to be in my living room. And no shade to you. If that, that has been you in your life. That's been me before. A long time ago. But then I had to wake up. And be like wow. This person has never took me to even get a sandwich. Why do females prefer a toxic guy over a good guy? Is some people that out here. That they like a thrill. They like a challenge. It's some people who are used to challenges. It's some people who feel like there has to be a catch if it comes too easily. 
it's a lot of people out here who confuse something that is healthy with somebody that is boring or he's too nice or I don't like the way he dressed. Listen, <laughs> for you to stop talking to somebody because you don't like the way they dress, when your problem in relationships has consistently been being with people who are emotionally unavailable, who don't want to be in a relationship, who are disrespectful, who have no moral compass, for you to meet a good person and say, I don't like how he dress, maybe we need to do some self-reflection. Maybe I need to really go back to the drawing board and focus on myself a little bit more and ask myself exactly what it is, what is it that I'm looking for when it comes to relationship? And more importantly, what kind of qualities do I need to thrive in a relationship? And this is the mark that people are missing. What kind of qualities in a partner do I need to really thrive and be happy when it comes to being in a relationship? I know for me personally, one of the big things that I need is a person to romance me. I need to consistently feel desired for my partner. The same way when you first meet a person and like you really desire them and you just like texting your friend like, girl, I met this guy. He looks good as shit. I need to consistently be in a relationship where I feel desired by my partner. I want to be going out the house and he's trying to figure out like, where are you going dressed like that? Starbucks. Just going to Starbucks. Okay. I need my partner to have their own personal relationship with God. And this is big for me because when we are going through things through things in our relationship, I want to feel like that is your call to action. When I'm going through something with my partner, I want to pray on it. I don't want to be in a relationship with a person that I feel like is going to constantly call their homeboys, their unmarried homeboys that can't keep a relationship, your unmarried mother that can't keep a relationship. I want to feel like I'm in a relationship with a person that is consistently turning to God with all of their problems. Okay. I want to be with a person with good character. He's not going to treat me like that because he doesn't treat himself like that. He doesn't carry himself that way. So it's certain things in our relationship that I do not have to worry about because that is just not who they are. I need a person that is ambitious. I thrive in, I thrive in relationships where I can admire a person. I need to feel like, you know, when no matter the circumstances or whatever kind of hand my man is dealt, he's going to try to figure it out for himself. Okay. I can relax and I can allow this person to lead me because they will always figure it out. And if they can't figure it out, they do not have ego and pride. They have no problem with expressing that to me and say, I need help. I don't got it together right now or I can't figure it out. And they can trust me to play whatever role I need to play. Before, when I was dating and I was in relationships, these were not qualities that I was even thinking about. But when I start being more intentional about my dating experience and looking at different parts of people like, all right, I don't like him, but I love that he's a gentleman. I'm putting this thing in my mental notebook of saying next time around when I'm taking somebody serious, I want to make sure that he's a gentleman. I'm collecting pieces of different people when I was dating, collecting little pieces of the ideal person that I wanted. And I'm telling you, the more that you are clear on what you are looking for, the more that you are clear of what you want to, that you, what you want out of a relationship, the harder it becomes for you to find those things. It was easy to settle when we did not know who we were, when we did not know what we wanted. When we did not know what we bring, the more that we become clear on what we bring and what we are looking for, the dating pool becomes smaller and smaller. Hey, the dating, the dating pool becomes really smaller. Yes. It seems like the more that I learn myself and being more intentional, the slimmer the pool of men with those qualities becomes. A hundred percent. 
it's e the dating pool is bigger if you are willing to settle. The dating pool is bigger if you are okay with settling. It's some people that's not okay with settling. It's some people out here that I want to feel love at its fullest capacities. Like I want to feel like I'm drowning in your love. I want a love that does not know no limits. When I first got in a relationship with my man, one thing I would say to him when it comes to gift giving or any, if it's your birthday or anything, people know I'm going to show off. I, when it comes to your birthday, I don't play about your birthday or anything that is important to you because I want to show you how much I know you, okay? One thing that I would tell him in the beginning of our relationship, if it's ever a time where you can just show out for me, please don't ever think of no limits because I'm never going to have limits when it comes to you. So whatever it is that you want to do for me, always do it to your fullest capacity. Show off about me and you never have to worry about if I'm going to do the same for you. Because I wanted, that's how I need to be loved. That's how I need to be showing up for. I need to know that, you know what? Let me really think about what I want for my birthday. Or let me think about how I want to be treated. Or let me think about what I need right now. Because I know that I'm with a person that is going to show up for me. I got to be very intentional about what I'm asking for. Because I know that this person loves me and they listen so much, they're going to do it. So let me make sure that I'm not just creating stuff or just throwing stuff in the air. Let me make sure I'm asking for exactly what I want. Because I'm with a person that loves me so much that they want to show up and bring it to me. Do you care if you make more money than a guy? Know that. Know that. I, no, I do not. But you, you can't be broke. <laughs> like, I'm not in the business of, of that. But a person, money was... You want to know so crazy? How much a man make was never on my top five things. As a person that became successful, it was only in my top five things when I didn't even really have that much money. When I was working at Walmart, when I was working at daycares and the post office and stuff. I'm not sure. Um, it was on my top five list when I didn't even have that much money. I guess I figured I'm broke. I don't want to be with somebody that's broke. So that's that. But go ahead. I guess I figured that because... I don't have much right now. I don't want to be with somebody that. I don't know. But when I became successful, even my dating style, when I didn't have much, I was consistently dating people that I should not be with. I was dating people with money because I felt like they brought, more, they brought a lot of value to the relationship because they could take care of me. They could do certain things for me. But when I started being able to do these things for myself, I realized like, wow, I'm not even attracted to older guys. I was dating older guys because I felt like they were providers. Look at me and my daddy issues want to be taken care of. I'm dating these older guys because I feel like they're just more successful. And they have, when I start having these things for myself, I just started being attracted to people that treat me nice. People that are consistent. People that put in effort. I think, um, I don't really remember my top five list, but it's in my phone. But I know one of the big things was a person that puts in effort. So when I was dating, and when I say dating, I was dating more than one person. I wanted to gravitate towards the person that put in the most effort. So I wanted to, I wanted to gravitate towards the person that was planning things with me, that wanted to see me, that would call me, 
before I would just like who I liked and I really paid no attention to if they put in any effort to see me, be with me or any of those things. So a person that put in effort was one of my top five. I know a person that's a gentleman. I like people opening doors for me. I really like to be treated like a lady. Um, Cause you hold space for me to show a lot of women. I know that they want to live in a soft girl era and they want to be more in tune with their femininity, but they constantly in relationships and situations with people that don't create the space for them to be able to do this. Especially if you've never done it before. And once you learn how to do it or you become accustomed to doing it, it's not something that you could turn on and off. Everybody is adapting to me. Some people will be like, oh, you don't make me want to be feminine. I can't turn this on and off no more. I'm feminine. If you make me want to be anything other than who I am or soft or romantic and loving and affectionate and nurturing and emotional. If you make me want to be anything else, then I move away from you. But this is not something that I'm turning on and off de depending on how he act anymore. Um. Did my, what, did my criteria change after becoming a mom? After what, I'm already, I already have a son that's 10 years old. He's about to be 10. And my baby, she's one. So I always tell people this when they, when they're a single mom, when you're dating somebody or you're in a relationship with somebody, would you, okay, would you be okay with this person being your child's kindergarten teacher? The way they talk, the way they act, because this is a person that's going to be consistently around your child and your, your child is going to take up qualities from this person. Would you be okay if this person was your child's kindergarten teacher? He, he in the house cursing you out. He don't pay attention to the kids. He don't help with no homework. Could you imagine? You would take your child out of school so fast. Sometimes we, we okay with certain things because it's good for us. But when it comes to our children that we love so much and we want the best for, then we look at it at a, at a completely different light. Like, wow, you know what? Like this person isn't as emotionally available as I would like when it comes to somebody being around my kid. Or I don't like the way they communicate. Or I don't even like the way they treat me in front of my kids. And more than anything, especially if you got daughters or sons and stuff, you want, they need to see mommy loved properly. They want, they need to see mommy get flowers and mommy happy when she's getting something nice or some, somebody saying that they love her or holding her and kissing her. They need to see these things. Like if my mom, if my son sees my man kiss me, he like, ew, look at y'all. Like, he's so giddy. Like even my baby, when she's looking at us, kiss, she's just smiling. Kids need to be raised in environments where there's love going on, where we hug and we kiss and we express how we feel about each other. There's so many different dynamics that help our children become comfortable with themselves and showing up and being loved and experience love when they get older and stuff. We help as parents. You ever hear somebody say, oh, like, we don't really hug in my house. We ain't really hug too much growing up. And I'm like, what? Like right now, as an adult, I can go to my mom's room and lay in the bed with my mom. Get under the covers, lay in the bed with my mom. It's not going to be a thing. Some people would be like, I can't lay in the bed with my mom. Like, I could barely ever go in her room. And it's like, what? Right now at 30, if I wanted to go lay in my mom's bed with her and start rubbing my mom's hair, it, it would not be a big thing. If I wanted to go over there and paint my mom's toes, like, it would just be, like, regular. Like, this is just, like, how affectionate we were growing up. So definitely thinking about that. But nonetheless, it's been 55 minutes on the Self-Care and Chill podcast. We already know it's everybody's favorite relationship podcast. And I can't wait until 
I'll talk to you guys next week on Self-Care Sunday for another episode. So if you haven't subscribed on YouTube, if you haven't listened to the last episodes, then I hope that you tune in and I'll talk to you soon.